Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. What's up, listeners? It's your co-host, Fran, baby mom, millennial, baker, co-host of this podcast, The Review Crew. And it's Emma, aspiring minimalist, a lover of podcasts, Mm -hmm. um, lover. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Welcome to our Say it one more time for the people in the back. (laughs) 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 I feel like that's one of those things that I've read now on the internet so much. I find it so annoying. Like, I understand. I thought that the phrase was kind of funny when I first read it. That, like, people would reply to other people's tweets and stuff and be like, oh, say it louder for the people in the back. And now it's just, like, okay, we've all, like, heard the phrase. Like, it just, it's so terrible. Like, stop saying this. Agreed. That's That one's been overdone. It's a little much. It's a little much. There's a lot of phrases like that out there that are Mm -hmm. a little overdone. But you know what? I use a lot of them. I can't really hate. Same. You know what I had actually on my list to review, speaking of which, we'll just do a really quick one, um, which is the way that people just add vibes onto the end of every sentence instead Mm. of just ending the sentence before they say vibes where the sentence still makes sense. No, me too. I also do it. And I feel like I've been poisoned by the culture, by the culture vibes, if you will. (laughs) Um, It's TikTok poisoning my brain. And I just like, I hate it. And I hate when I become like so... Uh, like I read a phrase so much that then it just becomes part of the way that I speak when I like don't like it I don't I don't like the vibes I don't like (laughs) sometimes I love it though like with king behavior I still love that phrase Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah there's some phrases I can definitely fully embrace I can fully embrace king behavior I cannot embrace king vibes though pass pass. I think I was gonna rate it like a two out of (laughs) ten Yeah, well, we've got Sunday morning vibes this morning because mm-hmm. that is what it is. Sunday morning vibes, having my first cup of coffee vibes. Same, also doing that vibes. Having a piece of toast vibes that I'll loudly eat into the recording. Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. I need to stop yawning. I feel like in my last recording, I was like excessively yawning. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess well, it was a show. That's, it's fine. You know, we're really, people... People tune in to, like, really know us, you know? They're not trying to, like, see some sort of canned, artificial, Hollywood celebrity podcaster. We're, it's our unrefined and relatable quality that people are drawn to. That's true. Our whole grain-ness. <laughs> exactly. We're just a couple piles of granola yawning away. You are a pile of granola. Yeah, granola <laughs> vibes, am I right? <laughs> Um, how are you though? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I feel like so. Adrian and I went out last night. Mm. We saw Tar. We mm. stayed out, which I will be reviewing definitely on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there was a lot of um, you know, I would say anxiety was kind of high in the film. Like that was like a running thing, mm. and. I feel like I've had, I've kind of been having some anxiety this week, but that's fine. Nothing crazy, nothing crazy. Um, and I feel like because th- thinking about you having COVID now, I'm like, do I have COVID? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely on that train again. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's kind of my vibe, if you will. How are you doing? Mm. 
Yeah, big COVID vibes over here. See, now I'm doing it as a joke, but then I'm going to not be able to stop. So I have to just stop yeah, myself same. now. Um, yeah, I finally tested negative yesterday, which would have been day eight for me. No. So you're free. Day, you're free. Day nine. Yesterday was day nine. Well, so when I was reading online, it still recommends that if you're in close contact with people, you should wear a mask for the first 10 days. Like when you test negative, you can like go out into the world. So mm-hmm. that's good. But, like, if someone in your house, if you're living with someone, you should wear a mask at home. Mm. Um, so, I don't love masking at home all the time. But today will be my last day of that. Today is day 10. Um, good. Yeah. So, I'm going to mask at home today. But I, like, theoretically could, like, go to the store or do anything. Because I literally haven't left my home since a week ago, Friday. So, Yeah almost 10 today will be the 10th day of just being in my house and you know what that's crazy again praise be to having a house because like if this is if I had been in my one bedroom apartment still that would have been much fucking worse like I'm so grateful to have a house and a yard right now um really fucking 10 out of 10 to having space to move around in when you're stuck at home with a toddler yeah for sure for so long still sounds rough though like did you even like go for a walk or like you literally didn't like exit the tour um i i went for a walk we went for a walk one evening like steven and sylvia and i but i largely didn't because i was just like i don't i didn't want to (laughs) but i really push a stroller around and i was like i don't feel like i had real covid fatigue but i was like kind of tired and just like i don't really want to push it and like I don't know. But we just would go and play in the yard. I, like, did some yard work one day. That was really nice. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, basically just sat at home constantly, uh, like, reading books and things. So it was, like, a weird – it was a weird week. Weird week. Yeah, it sounds like it. Mm -hmm. Well, it does seem like – so we gave COVID to my Mm -hmm. mother-in-law, which is terrible. But she is, she had a pretty mild case and is pretty much fully recovered now as well. Um, And it doesn't sound like we spread it to anybody else. So that is 10 out of 10 for everyone recovering fine and not having spread it to even more people. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm just on the tail end. I almost wanted to go to the beach today with a... I know, because I was just like, we should just, like, go to the beach because I'm finally, like, free and able to leave my home. Although we could yeah. probably go to the beach anyways, I just, like, because we wouldn't be around people. But, mm-hmm. um, but then I was like, it's going to be, like, 60 degrees. Um, and that sounds really fucking cold, so maybe not today. A different day. <laughs> I was like, is that cold? Is that warm for you? I don't know. 60 <laughs> degrees is, like, hard for me to pinpoint in my mind. I mean, 60 degrees isn't freezing, but when 60 degrees is the high at the mm. beach where it's, like, really fucking windy. Yeah. The beach is always cold. That's what I yeah. know about that beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially with – um, because Sylvia, we took her to the beach. <laughs> we took her to the beach once, and we did it last year in January. <laughs> um, and it was, like, 40 degrees. <laughs> uh, and she screamed the whole time. It's pretty funny. Um, so I really wanted to take her to the beach again where she can like actually like be out in the sand and enjoying it. And I was like, maybe this is not the weekend. And I know it's only going to get colder, but who knows? We get random, random warm days. True, true, true. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like we should do a review. Mm. Um, I could start with Tar since I mentioned it. What do you think? 
Um, yeah, because I was actually thinking of taking us into the pop culture palace. <gasps> do it, do it, do it. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't made a plan. Okay. Okay, take my hand. You're, oh, okay. Yeah, I take your hand. We're we're skipping. Mm-hmm. We're skipping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our colors are swirling by the sides of our faces. We're feeling the wind. Oh. And we it. see a beautiful castle in the distance. Mm-hmm. We run. We start running. We run uh-huh. until we get there. <laughs> I fling open the door for us. Mm-hmm. We walk inside. Wow. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> and we enter the pop culture palace. Yeah. Oh, beautiful! I love, I love to come here with you. All right, yeah, let's begin. Let's let's begin in our. Um, we we go downstairs to the small theater, um, mm, the cinema, the big screen, the, the cinema. cinema. <laughs> um, so okay, so I saw we saw Tar last night um, mm-hmm. on the big screen. We were at Alamo Draft House. Do you have you been to one of those? Oh, I always want to go, but I haven't. There's one in Berkeley. Nice. Okay. Usually, yeah. Usually, Alamo Draft House is great. They have great seats, great food, great drinks. I will say there was what there's something going on with the downtown Brooklyn Alamo Draft House where mm. all of the restrooms were like disgusting. <laughs> like, like I'm talking like clogged and like like pee on the ground, like overflowing trash that's never been touched like i don't know what was going on we went to sev- we went to different bathrooms what the fuck? um on different levels of the theater and they were all like that and then we were we left and we we're just like this is strange so i don't know maybe there's like some kind of strike going on at alamo draft house <laughs> that's um, fucking gnarly yeah it was very weird and i'm like not someone who typically cares about the cleanliness of bathrooms like i'm just mm-hmm. like there to you know get in and out mm-hmm. um but it was really over the top anyway so the movie itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, also, wait, let me set the scene. I got a cookie shake, which was a vanilla milkshake blended with chocolate chip cookies. It was mm. so good. That sounds when great. I tell you it was like the best shake I've ever had in my life. Mm. It was really good. Anyway. Um so okay, so we're seeing Tar. Um Kate Blanchett is doing her thing. Um, you know, she's prestigious. You know, <laughs> She's very uh, yep. elegant. famously Galadriel. Um, for the Lord of the Rings fans out there, is she? I thought that was um the that rocker's daughter, Liv Tyler. Um, that's Arwen, Emma. Come on. You know what I know Kate Blanchett from though. I was just telling Adrian this. She will always be the witch from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, the icon, most iconic and most watched version of Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe is the '80s BBC version, where it's people in like animal costumes. Mm, never seen um, I'm very not tuned into the movies they made of it in the 2000s. It was nothing to like write home about, but for Please, some reason, you guys, the BBC versions on YouTube. Um, I would say 7 out of 10. Definitely watch. Must watch. Must watch. Watch. Okay. That's funny that you say that because I actually was going to rate Tar 7 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about. So I think I feel like maybe you mentioned I was every. So you're always mentioning things you're going to see or you're mm-hmm. interested in, or you're getting tickets, you're, like, telling me about it during the week or during your podcast, and I'm like, oh, I should at least, like, watch the trailer so that I know what Emma's talking about. I never do, because I no, never remember. Um, so tell also, me a little bit about this. I want to be clear. There'll be no spoilers here. No spoilers mm-hmm. for Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. So Kate Blanchett plays this, like, famous composer, like a fictional famous, not composer, conductor. 
but basically um <laughs> the movie starts with her being interviewed by like this reporter from the new yorker and he's like going over her accolades he's like she's an egot she's like got an emmy and a grammy and an oscar and a tony and like mm-hmm. she's this and she's this and like like just like building her up to like a hilarious level of like insane like she's got every every award imaginable mm-hmm. and um she's writing a book called tar on tar like just about herself mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny um and in the interview she's just kind of like speaking like nearly incomprehensibly like she's using so much academic jargon that it's like you can barely like follow what she's saying but whatever mm-hmm. so throughout the movie she's this powerful um orchestra conductor um she's a maestro that's what they call her Mm. um and she's a lesbian she's got a wife and a kid at home and and it was really fun to see her play a very powerful person do you know what i'm saying like she she's definitely so Mm, much like galadriel (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's very magnetic and you really want to watch her. Like she's mm-hmm. she did a great job. I think she'll definitely be nominated for the Oscar mm. for like her performance. And I think she was flawless. Like she did an amazing performance. Wow. Per huge. Like, did yes. you see Blue Jasmine? I loved Blue Jasmine. No. Well, that was great. But anyway, she's in that too. <laughs> um, but okay, what else can I say about it without giving any spoilers? Um, anyway, so it was fun to see her be this powerful person. But What's the um, vibe? Kind of, like, drama, sadness? The vibe is tension. Okay, so tension builds mm. throughout because basically she is having anxiety. She's, like, hearing, she's hearing noises in the night. She's, like, seeing patterns places. She's, like, kind of losing it is the vibe. Mm. So you get to kind of see her, like, downfall, basically. But that's I not a spoiler. Like- I feel like that's very much a thing you enjoy watching in a movie. I do. Women, women on the brink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't I just talking about that? You were. Mm-hmm. But the and thing you still is, gotta, you still got to rewatch Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. But exactly. Go ahead. But sorry. this movie is two hours and thirty eight minutes long for that's no rude. reason. For that's no rude. reason. It, okay, it would have gotten a higher rating for me if it was forty minutes shorter. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, not a spoiler, but I personally didn't like the ending. So if anybody watches it, we can talk about the ending. I didn't like it. I think I needed a different one, but I won't say why. Um, also, people in the theater that we were in hated it. Ooh. <laughs> so we had so <laughs> there was, like, audible laughter at the end of, like, what the fuck did we just all watch? Like, this was insane. People around us were like, what the fuck was that? Like, mm-hmm. like just having the worst reactions. Also, one lady was choosing to do kind of what my high school friends and I <laughs> did during Tree of Life when we saw that <laughs> in high school or whatever. And just she would just, like, hysterically loudly laugh at, like, parts that were, like, not funny. And not mm. supposed to be funny because she just like hated it so much. I guess. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it harder to enjoy. Yeah. But like Adrian and I both liked it overall, and we both thought it was visually, it's very like aesthetically pleasing to watch. Mm. And it was interesting. So mm. someone watch it and let me know what you think. Very cool. Very interesting. Um, okay, speaking of things that are long for no reason, um, hmm. I that's what she I, said. 
I look to the side. I the the theater. We're in the theater of the Pop Culture Palace, and in front of the big screen drops down a small screen because now we're watching TV. Oh, nice! I love it. <laughs> they do not put it on the big screen. Small screen only. What you okay? Watch? So last, well, I watch. I have I have a few TV things to talk about, and this one is just an update. So last week I mentioned Rings of Power. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, I've watched it all. Well, I'd watched all that had come out, and there were actually two more episodes. And I, <laughs> Steven informed me of this this nice. past week. Um, and I was like, oh, I thought it was over. And he's like, how did you think that that was the finale? And I'm <laughs> like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, it hasn't been that good of a show. I just kind of assumed. Um, I would say, my, I don't think my rating has changed. I don't remember what I rated it. I feel like I gave it a 6 out of 10 like six seven or basically like it's fun fantasy so if you're into that watch it if you don't like fantasy you'll definitely hate it um you kind of have to already buy in because i don't think it's good enough on its own um but that show has so many long shots of fucking nothing of absolutely nothing (laughs) i'm like there is no reason for that like these should be tight 25 minute 30 minute episodes like they have no business being like hour-long episodes um if for some reason i'm mistaken and they were half an hour long episodes they felt long (laughs) like i just like don't need really long reaction shots when it's like yeah the emotions are clear we it's all actually pretty on the surface in this show mm-hmm. it's not extremely subtle we're kind of talking about the great forces of like good and evil and like orcs and elves and shit like i just don't i just don't need this and it like didn't really make sense um a lot of it and yeah i don't know i'm trying to decide if my rating goes down because i was actually kind of pleased when i had more to watch so i don't really want to bring my rating down um, but also I am not super pleased with the way that the show decided to tie things up. Um, but yeah, so if you're into fantasy, watch it. If you're not, pass. Definitely Wait, what else did you watch? What else did you watch? Well, 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 finally. Fi- so long ago, when I was only two episodes in, I had done a brief preview of Reservation Dog Season 2. I mm. finally finished Reservation Dog season two. Um, okay, wait, I didn't finish. I've week. only watched like three episodes. Okay, I will not give a full review. I will say, I will say, like, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah, I'm not right, right. talk about anything that happens. But I will say that I did love season two. Um, I do feel like the first season was like a cohesive story, and this second season feels more like a collection of short stories, mm-hmm. which for me, I actually loved. Um, and that's why I'm going to give the season a nine out of 10, because I feel like each episode though, you'd have to rate separately because they're all very different. And I feel like they're anywhere between like a seven and a 10 out of 10 for the episodes, but it leans a little more higher for me. So I'm going to, yeah, it's like probably 8.75, nine out of 10 for the whole nice. season. Highly recommend. I feel like, um, okay, I should be remiss for remembering, but I feel like season one was kind of felt to me like a collection of short stories as well. Um, I mean, that's possible. I mean, because, yeah, definitely the storytelling style is not super linear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this one, like this one, um, I want to say it's like the fifth episode, maybe. It's mm-hmm. like they just like follow uh, like Bear's mom 
and mm. her sister and a couple of the other women that work at IHS and they go to like an IHS conference. And so it's like, you're just like, you're not even with any of the kids that uh, you gotcha. are sort of like proposed as the main characters. It seems like, like you get a lot, I feel like there's more episodes that focus on um, other other characters gotcha um and that episode also is like really fucking good and it's so funny it's probably one of my favorites of the season um so i like i agree that's definitely non-linear storytelling you do are sort of coming at things from like a different different angles from different characters but i think in the second season it's like more so like i feel like maybe the writers had more control so you're really getting more of like the voice of like different writers as you go to different episodes interesting okay wait let's talk about the i think it was either episode one or two where it's like Mm -hmm. the girls are on the run Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. did you think of that one um i mean i liked it i thought it was pretty funny i'm trying to remember everything that happened um, I thought it was funny too. It was definitely well done, but I was like stressed of like why? <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was stressful. <laughs> stressful. Um but uh no, I mean I, I like that episode. To me that that was not one of like my favorites or standout episodes, but it was it was definitely like fun. I feel like that was like an eight out of ten for me. Nice, yeah. But I, I do I like the Alora Jackie relationship um and how that sort of evolved. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In general, I like Jackie, I think. Wait, which one is Jackie? Is she like the quiet, like somber one or like the yeah, other one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Alora Dannon is the is one of the main the, the mains yeah. with the name from Willow for all the Willow fans. Willow? Like mm. the wait, Willow the like the singer? No. <laughs> No, my sweet Emma. What's Willow? <laughs> Willow, the 80s fantasy movie starring um, Warwick Davis, who also nice. plays Wicket, the Ewok, in uh, Return of the Jedi. Nice. Yeah. It also has, um, fuck, what's his name? He's like handsome actor who seems like kind of a tool. I think he plays Batman in one of the old Batman movies. He's been in like He's a million frozen. things. No. no. <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> watch everybody everybody fucking watch Willow. It's not good. It's so good though at the same time. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten for Willow. Interesting. I haven't really been watching that much TV this week. I wanted to like jump in with like another TV review. Mm. We've mostly been watching Jeopardy, which remains a ten <laughs> out of ten. We I love also that. um finished Dahmer also okay wait 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 wait. there's one more thing oh we finally got to the Mexican week episode of GBBO Mm, although we only made it through like the first two we made made it through the technical and they just started on the the tres leches cakes we didn't finish it because we ran out of time yesterday so how much do you love that they were like hmm this is a baking show so for the technical (laughs) we're gonna have them make tacos tacos. yeah okay this was Adrian's point he was like nothing of this is baked like, I know. What's the deal? <laughs> I know. Cause I was trying. I was. I'm. I like try to. I was trying to make it okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like doing my best of like, why would they do this? Like, how do we justify this? And I was like, okay, well, they've done very savory things before, like meat pies and stuff. And I'm like, but a meat pie still goes in the oven. It still like meets the definition of something that is baked, even if there's so much like cooking that goes into it. Yeah. Um, I was. And the thinking- taco does not. The okay, the tortilla, which. The Brits mm-hmm. seem absolutely perplexed by like what a tortilla is, right? And or they kept I feel talking like also it, 
the ta- they kept calling it the mm-hmm. taco when it was mm-hmm. like they were talking about the tortilla. <laughs> yeah. And um, but I was like, okay, it's kind of I guess similar to bread in the sense that it mm-hmm. performs like, a similar function. I don't know. Yeah, like, and I mean, you definitely there are various like breads and things that you make on the stovetop and like baking type yeah. things you do. And I feel like tortillas can fall into that category, like a flat bread. Yeah. Yes. I feel like they should have done like I mean honestly if they had just had them like make tortillas like maybe that's too simple of a challenge but of like that I feel like could have been interesting to like really get into the tortilla instead of like also like making refried beans which I don't feel like they understood what refried beans are. The tacos looked very delicious to me I will say but here's my thing mm-hmm. why didn't they give them a tortilla press that felt very mean <laughs> to be asking them to make tortillas with no tortilla press mm-hmm. and then be mm-hmm. like they're too thick it's like well yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah it's really hard to make them thin enough when you're just smashing them with a plate but yeah it's because they are ignoramuses I don't know like yeah I definitely I would say I I don't remember how much I said about this last week but of yeah I definitely felt like it was both like the show was both better and worse than I thought it was gonna be um and I find the reaction to it like people who are getting really like I'm really upset people are really upset and I understand that because like yeah um Matt and Noel did come out wearing (laughs) that was the worst part that was the worst part yeah that was not good um but uh like overall I would say to me it's like I think about like okay yeah so they did tacos which is like not mexican baking like that's cooking and also just like why are they doing that for the technical challenge this doesn't make sense and they don't know what tacos are also it seems Mm -hmm. like (laughs) um but also like this also happened when they did japanese week and i remember people were also like it's not like people weren't mad about that but i'm just like i don't know why we're surprised coming into mexican week like again my husband and i were so excited when we saw mexican week on there because we knew it would be fucking stupid and there's like and for me part of the joy of watching Great British Bake Off. Like, one, it's just, like, an easy show to watch. It's very soothing. Mm -hmm. They are very supportive of each other. And, like, that's all very enjoyable. But I also watch it to make fun of the British. And I don't understand. Like, when other people aren't watching it for that reason, I don't understand. Like, and specifically, I'm talking about, like, the white British hosts and judges. Like, the contestants are usually, I don't really need to make fun of them that much unless, you know, whatever. It's still TV. But, like, especially with the judges who are, like, purported experts, I love to make fun of their insane ideas of what food should taste like. Um, It's just, that's, yeah, that's just, like, a big part of the joy of the show. And so when we saw Mexican Week, we were elated because we knew they'd be fucking stupid. And then they were. And it was awesome. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, I remember, like, with the Japanese Week, they're... uh, their like final challenge for their showstopper was kawaii like do something cute because like japanese people have cute things it's like what the fuck is that like learn anything about any japanese baking (laughs) like what they're just like if you just put matcha and everything and they do say matcha i love Um, that and taco or like they say taco weird too they say everything. <laughs> that's all, the fun bad. part. I agree. It's like the accent is really the fun, the funnest part to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I would still like, to me, the Great British Bake Off is still always going to be like 
an eight to 10 out of 10. Like I love to fall asleep watching it like for Mm. being what it is. And like that, that episode was so dumb. And that's part of like the joy of what it is, is like making fun of the British empire because they're so dumb. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't go too hard. The Brits, you know, it's my family now. I married into a British oh, family. It's true. It's true. I have, I do, I have some English. See, I have some English heritage, but I have a lot more Irish heritage and native heritage. So I mm. do feel like it's my birthright to shit on British people as much as possible. No offense to your husband, who is a beautiful, wonderful man <laughs> and his family. Yes, his family. I'm great. just saying. <laughs> Historically, I've earned the right to talk a lot of shit about the British. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you on that for sure. Uh, um, but speaking of shows, I have one other TV show. Okay. I would like to address. I hope I've seen it. Well, you haven't, girly, because I've <laughs> no. mentioned it before, and you won't watch it. But you should because it's spooky season, and I'm talking about Los Spookies, which God we finally started watching the new season. <laughs> And it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Everything about it is so good. It's like so weird and unique because it's like very perfectly this combination of like very well made and like very campy. But everyone in the show is like believing the campiness. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's doing it's doing like not bad special effects, but like, yeah, just campy stuff in a way that is like different it doesn't feel campy it doesn't feel like camp even if like the stuff seems like it's like cheap kind of like ghost costumes and whatever um and just like deeply weird and funny um river ramirez's character is one of steven my favorite things of all time um they're so good in it uh, julia torres is so good in it everyone is so good in it Anna Fabrega, like, just introduced me to comedians I didn't know about, and everyone is so funny. Maybe I should give it another chance. I would say I'm giving it a 9 out of 10 just because I only just started the season. Um, But, yeah, it's so good. You should definitely give it a chance, especially especially for the spooky f- season. And I love, I love to see the representation of goth culture mm. on the small screen. We love I do to see like it. that. I do like that. I will say, like, I can get into foreign films. But TV in another language, I like to be I like to be on my phone. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to get mm-hmm. into the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta try it. Just try it for an episode, you know? Yeah. I'll give it another chance. I did try. I honestly did try the pilot a mm-hmm. while ago. Mm-hmm. Well, give it another one. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I actually still have I'm still I'm I gotta the the small screen is disappearing and we're looking at the big screen again because I got a I got a movie review. Cause guess what? Ooh. When you're home with a toddler with COVID for nine days alone, because your husband doesn't have it. So he's like trying to kind of avoid you and the baby. And then you're just like trapped at home with a baby. Yeah. You decide that it's actually really worth it to show TV to your baby and movies to your baby. In a way that maybe you weren't before, if you're me. Um, my husband and I are not huge uh, TV and movie people in general. Like, we just don't watch that much at home. Although we've been ramping it up this week. Brag. i bored. <laughs> Humble brag. Um, and we did, well, because, and part of it was not wanting uh, Sylvia to watch a lot of screen stuff. Yeah. Which but makes sense. 
I've just been alone with her for so much. So actually, you know what? What time is it? What time is it? A big clock comes down in the theater. We look up at a giant clock. Tick tock, tick tock. Tick tock. What time is it, Fran? It's time for the motherhood man out. Um, and you look at the clock, and then you look back at the screen, and what's playing? Oh, it's Ponyo. It's Ponyo, another Miyazaki movie. As you guys may remember, I rated My Neighbor Totoro, um, which was one of the first things that I showed to Sylvia. And then I was like, this week, she was driving me absolutely nuts. Steven wasn't going to be home from work for another hour. And I was like, let's try fucking Ponyo. Um, Ponyo was a delight. It was a delight. And I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to start just saying it's a 7 out of 10. I want to say the first realization I had watching Ponyo was I'm very officially a mom, like an emotional mom, because there's a scene in it, and this is not giving anything away, where the main character, a small boy, Sosuke, he runs into the ocean after Ponyo, who is a fish, um, and his mom sees him and has to like run down and get him. And there's like, there's no real danger. He's not like in danger of falling. It's like a very brief scene. And I like started crying immediately. <laughs> like the idea of the small child running the ocean and his mom having to get him. Which also is bringing to his mom is such a good character. Love the mom character. Aspire to be the mom character. She's so good. Um, and yeah, basically, I feel like if you haven't seen Ponyo, if you're and you're trying to figure out like sort of what the vibe is, it's like somebody went and saw The Little Mermaid and then they were like, you know what? This is scary and weird. So what if we actually make this extremely cute and magical instead and about children? Um, and then you have Ponyo. Um, it is, yeah, just really enjoyable. Very so, cute. Wait, are you not a fan of The Little Mermaid? Scary and weird. That's not usually how I think of Little Mermaid. Well, I mean, you should. Think. I mean, basically, it's like, I, I, well, I don't care about the Little Mermaid. I'll say that first okay. of all. I have, I have no opinion. I liked it. Like, I liked it when I was a kid. To me, it's very right. much like, I don't have a need to. I, I won't hate if Sylvia likes it and we watch it later. And like, mm-hmm. Ursula's great, whatever. But like, Ursula is terrifying. Like, for sure. And like, she has to like sell her voice for her legs. Like, weird. Like, that is kind of weird and creepy in the way that like so many like, folk tales are have these weird and creepy stories for sure, for um, sure that that's what i meant by that um whereas this is just like what if there's like true love and that also it's just like all kind of fine and cute and everybody's fine and cute and there's no real villain at all it's just like <laughs> it's just cute and g-rated like we love it interesting i don't think i've ever seen it unless it was like on at daycare one day nah, and i didn't it- remember it <laughs> No, Ponyo definitely came out, like, I feel like it came out when we were in high school. Oh, okay. Then I definitely haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, like, basically, Steven and I realized after we got HBO Go that they have all these Miyazaki movies. Um, And so we started watching some of the ones that I hadn't seen um, just because. And I was like, oh, this is surprisingly cute. Oh, and also, actually, this is a huge bonus of Ponyo, which is I'm like, Sylvia is Ponyo. Like, (laughs) Sylvia is so much Ponyo. It's kind of ridiculous. She definitely is is that everything about it and sylvia fucking loved it she was wrapped to the screen for about like 30 40 minutes and then she needed to like go run around um but that was great we like watched it in a couple parts to like when she was like starting to go nuts and i was starting to go nuts just turn that on easy peasy nice. it's really good that's mm-hmm. awesome i'm glad yeah dude 
Love it. Love it. Well, would you like to take a stroll down Broadway? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a theater review. Um, again, I feel like I need to work on my like language for like how to review things. Because um, mm. sometimes, I don't know, like it's hard. But I saw um, Kimberly Akimbo, the brand new musical. Mm on Broadway hasn't even opened yet it's in previews I saw the third preview ever so I was really excited to be like on the on the cusp of it Mm. on the Mm -hmm. on the edge um but it's really really good I definitely recommend it it's the music is the same person who did the music for Fun Home and she did the music for Caroline or Change which are both amazing musicals and this one is no exception it's super super good you will cry throughout so I was like sobbing 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 like not even just at the end like like in the middle like it's just it's really um a tear jerking uh musical and has extremely funny parts i would say the lady who plays the aunt her name's bonnie milligan she is like absolutely give her the tony 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 she needs it she yeah. wants it she needs tony, it tony tony the musical will almost certainly win the tony it's like how many new musicals are there going to be this year mm. not many <laughs> and it's definitely the going to be the best <laughs> Um, so be on the lookout for Kimberly Akimbo. I can't wait what are, for the soundtrack to drop mm-hmm. on Spotify. Wonderful. What is the, what sort of, what's it about? What's it about? Thank you for asking. So the premise is, um, it's, it, okay, there's this girl in high school in New Jersey in the 90s. And the premise is that she has a fictional disease that makes her appear a lot older than she is. So she looks like she's, 70 even though she's 16 and she's played by a like 64 year old woman mm. wow. so she, yeah which i was really impressive to see honestly um and then the supporting cast is all like really young like high school they're playing high school students mm-hmm. which is adorable they're all like like the, the whole supporting cast is phenomenal and they're all playing high school nerds which i deeply in the 90s mm. so mm. i deeply Very loved powerful. that it was powerful. It was adorable. They're super cute. Um, and so basically the main character has like a horrible home life. She's got um, an alcoholic dad. She's got a narcissistic mom. And she has this rare disease that like she's going to die like any any minute. Like the lifespan is like 16 and she like turns 16 in wow. the musical. So that's kind of where the sadness comes in. Yeah, I'm like, wow, <laughs> not for me. The story that is not for me. <laughs> But it is a comedy. It is oh. also a comedy. There's basically super funny stuff happens. Yeah. Hmm. I don't want to give it away, but it's very funny. You will laugh. You will cry. You'll love it. That sounds, well, that sounds great. If extremely sad. I give, a, I give Kimberly Akimbo a 9 out of 10 because it would be a 10 out of 10 for me if it was like rent if it was like les mis where every single song was like a smash hit Mm -hmm. like you want to play them over and over there were Mm -hmm. a couple songs like that that i would play for sure but it wasn't like a start to finish like smash hit soundtrack Mm -hmm. but the story was perfect wonderful yeah i'll look out for a terrible movie version of it in 10 years and i'll watch Uh, it yeah um yeah what you got I'm like, I don't have anything related to that. But you know what I did remember? Um, so now we're sort of, let's walking out of the theater into the pop culture palace. And, 
oh, our, our butler's here. He's offering us something. We have a little, hands us a piece of mail on a platter. Ooh. Oh, and we have a response to one of our Spotify questions. Yay! Which is, we had asked, we had asked our dear reviewers, um, what's the gnarliest thing you found? What, was that what it was? What's the gnarliest thing you found in food that you've still eaten? Yeah. It was something like that. You know what, I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and my good friend, Name Haver, responded. Um, and out. he said that he would still eat something that had a hair in it. Thank you for the validation because we did grossly make that claim a week ago. Um, but then said that he did find a fingernail in a smoothie, which is absolutely horrifying. And how? I also need details. Yeah, we need details. How? Yes, how? So please send us an email, friendemmapod at gmail.com or shoot us a message on our new Instagram page, oh, yes. the Review Crew Pod. Look it up. Um, you sent us a DM on there because I'm like, was this like a full human fingernail? Was this maybe a fake fingernail that had popped off and dropped oh, in? That would make more sense. Okay. That would make more sense. Yeah. Cause my first thought was like a fingernail clipping, like yeah. a hangnail. And then I'm like, how would you even identify? How did you find it? Get it did it get stuck in your straw? Did it get into your mouth? Oof. Did you see it? Like, and like, how did it get in there without being pulverized? In the blender, mm. it must have gone. It must have fallen in at the time it was getting poured into the cup, unless it was in small pieces. The I fake nail, yeah. The fake nail makes more sense to me. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, well, we got to know more. Yeah. So, name haver, please reach out. We would love to hear about it. And again, everybody, feel free to email us whatever things you want us to review, responses to our reviews, respond to our questions on Spotify. Follow us on the Instagram. The email is franandemmapod at gmail.com. The Instagram is the review crew pod. You know how to find us. Hit us yeah. up. To give us a request. What do you want to hear about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And rate, review, subscribe, my friends. Yeah, I'm sure you all do. You're wonderful. But also recommend us to your <clears throat> other cool friends. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to give a quick shout out to Namehaver wonderful human being <laughs> um well i need to i i whisk us away out of the pop culture palace we're flying <laughs> flying back and we plop down into vallejo <laughs> into what looks like a cement patio and a patch of weeds and yes you're right that is my backyard that's my backyard um, and I would like to review having a yard that's entirely populated by um, I believe they're called goat heads and stickers just all thistles all stickers all burrs all the time um i'm gonna say honestly i kind of prefer this to having a lawn because i don't want to have a fucking lawn i don't want to deal with a lawn if i had a lawn i would have to kill it and these weeds seem like maybe a little well probably it's mostly dirt my yard is mostly dirt at this point um but the fact that all the weeds i have growing have pokey horrible things attached to them that's a two out of ten every time i go outside i'm getting covered in that shit and yeah. mostly mostly Oof. a problem for sylvia who you know constantly falls and then mm -hmm. just constantly is getting stabbed by like dried thistles and burrs mm -hmm. they're just stuck all over her pants and stuff and that's um 
That's yeah, that's a two out of 10. And we were going in the yard a lot this week because that was basically our only outdoor time when we needed the vitamin D. Um, yeah. Yeah. So having a yard filled with only weeds and stickers, that's the two out of 10. That's a yard. I don't even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was say, having a yard is still 10 out of 10 though. Like I can't really complain. Yeah. I, I feel like if I was in your situation and I was like, okay, well, I want this not to be here like I don't I wouldn't know how to start with like removing that how do you remove that (laughs) yeah I don't know I mean honestly I should probably talk to my friend who used to work in landscaping a little more yeah um but basically my loose plan is this year do nothing in the yard and like see what happens and like periodically what we've been doing is just going up and like um my sweet mother-in-law has a bunch of uh like doubles of her like yard tools and equipment and stuff nice. and so she was like oh and if I have extras of anything I'll bring you I'll bring you stuff so she brought us like we have like a hoe um and clippers <laughs> and things um <laughs> so we've been digging up weeds um periodically that's what I was doing largely with Sylvia outside the other day when we did some yard work is just pulling them up and throwing them into the yard waste bin Um, and then I know another thing you can do is like use cardboard to like kill all the shit in your yard, like cover Mm. everything with cardboard and cardboard will just like, you know, decompose and compost that shit. Just, um, and so I was like, oh, I have all this cardboard for moving to the boxes, but then I'm just like not actually going through and doing it because I haven't really had the time or like Googled how to do it properly. Mm. (laughs) Um, so yeah I don't know like my mom was saying if I wanted to do like a garden garden I could put down cardboard and as like a weed uh suppressant and then you put a bunch of soil on top of that and then you plant there oh cool. um but uh I don't know it sounds like a lot of work so I'm basically letting the yard just be shit for a year and probably longer but then once I see what it looks like in all weathers I will have an idea, start figuring out what I want to do with it, and then very slowly starting to invest in, like, what plants I want. Nice. Gardening truly. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's, like, truly a world I've never dipped my toe in, and that'll be interesting if we ever move to a place with a yard. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm, I have, have, all right, having houseplants, 10 out of 10. Taking care of houseplants, that's a 5 out of 10. I'm Mm -hmm. not good at it. I've killed so many plants. I've had lots of little, I have a lot of succulents in pots oh actually which brings me up to a just a really quick review which is when you have a potted plant that is dying and then you move locations and then it starts thriving and you have not changed your care at all i have an aloe plant that was basically just like a closed brown claw Mm -hmm. but it didn't look totally dead yet so when i moved it i didn't like throw it out or anything i just moved it to our new house outside Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have been actually watering my plants a little bit more since we've been here. Um, and it is like coming back to life. And I'm so happy. I love that. That's a 10 out of 10 experience. When you move and one of your plants suddenly dies because it doesn't like it, that's that's a 0 out of 10. Yeah, that's fucking sure. stupid. Hate that. Hmm. I have two plants that are doing that right now. But yeah, I've like, so I've like have very little plant knowledge. And so I'm trying to learn. So if peeps have recommendations for gardening, I'm interested in vegetable gardening. I'm interested in native California plants. Yes, I have found Bloom California. I am following California Native Plant Society on Instagram. 
But if you have any specific recommendations other than those things, uh, hit my line. Nice. Nice. Love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Should we make a hard right turn into TTC Corner? Oh, I would love to. Well, I don't have really any major reviews, but anyone following the the infertility journey over here, I uh, just wanted to let everyone know, still not pregnant. Still yeah. not pregnant. Going on a year mm-hmm. and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done our second IUI, which mm-hmm. because the first one failed. Mm-hmm. And the second one, I will say, went better than the first because I advocated for myself. Guys, if you are interfacing with the medical establishment you got to advocate for yourself in a major way and it sucks that we have to but you Mm -hmm. do you're truly my inspiration like every time you talk to me about your medical appointments and like the things that you have had to say to nurses and doctors I feel like it's I I rarely feel comfortable like bringing stuff up or like I feel like I have a hard time yeah I have a hard time advocating for myself with doctors so I just get like well you're the authority so I'll just do whatever you say yeah. Um, and I am so inspired by you. I feel like you're a very powerful person. You're so sweet. And 10 out of 10 to advocating for yourself. Well, no, I'll say it sucks to have to do it. So I'll say 6 out of 10 for advocating for yourself. <laughs> I think that's fair. I will say 0 slash negative 1,000 out of 10 for when you mess up your medications. Mm. Yes. I don't know how this happened because <clears throat> IUI is not that like medication intense. Like I only, it only involves like three prescriptions for me but somehow I managed to mess it up mm-hmm. um so I don't know how the IVF girlies do it or IVF people do it just there's so many different medications to balance that I'm sure it's like really easy to mess up so I don't know not looking mm-hmm. forward to that did, but I think because you had mentioned this to me before, your mm-hmm. doctor did say this shouldn't be a huge problem, though, right? Because you just messed up the timing of something. I messed up the timing of something, and I emailed her and was like in a panic, and she just responded and was like, "That's fine." <laughs> and so that's her thought on it. I um, love when doctors re- yeah. when you like are like basically waiting for an extremely long explana- explanation or like the worst or whatever, and then they're just like, "Whatever," and you're just like, "What even?" Yeah, so that was that. I don't have the highest hopes for us this month. I feel like my hopes have gone very far down, do you Mm. know what I'm saying? Which Mm -hmm. isn't even a bad thing because I feel like the months when I was super hopeful and then all those hopes come crashing down when you're not actually pregnant, that was Mm -hmm. actually very bad. Yeah. So maybe having lower hopes now is kind of helping my sanity Mm -hmm. because it'll just Mm -hmm. be a nice surprise if it ever happens. (laughs) oh that's so hard dude that's so hard but yeah I feel like I'm I'm glad that you're not doing like the full roller coaster every month yeah um even though that's also just like differently sad I guess too and not exactly optimistic it's differently sad and I will say like even though like the front of my mind I'm like I don't have very high hopes deep in my heart still have hopes because yesterday um, I was feeling super tired in the afternoon and immediately, immediately my head goes, oh my gosh, I must be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Being tired is a sign of early pregnancy. Now, of course, if you look it up where I am in the month, you know, they say there's no chance you would be feeling any pregnancy symptoms. <laughs> so it was that, but that is always where my mind does go. Yeah. But if you're TTC, you know how it is with that mm-hmm. kind of a deal. 
Yeah, I feel like that's all that's all normal. That's all normal and good and fine. Yeah. Even if unpleasant to be experiencing. <laughs> it is ultimately unpleasant, I will say. <laughs> yeah, dude. That fucking sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Um, well thank you for this update. Anytime. My queen. My queen. Now I'm like, we have to end on a positive note. Fuck. And on a positive note. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, I'm out of reviews. All right. Let me. I mean, I have like a million reviews as like my my backups. Oh, you know what? I'll review. Um, I'll review fucking. Okay. So, you know, people were all into their pandemic baking when everybody was trapped at home doing pandemic baking. You know, Mm -hmm. people were making sourdough, people were making whatever the fuck they were doing. I don't know. Um, I, as a baker, was not necessarily, my baking habits did not change. I like bake at work. Sometimes I baked at home. That is what I did throughout the pandemic. Um, I have not been doing much home baking over the last months. Having a baby at home makes it a little bit more difficult to just sort of do anything. And then especially because of like it becoming hot summertime and we lived in like basically a greenhouse in our apartment. Then we're packing and moving. Then we're moving and unpacking. And then I've just, like, been tired and dealing with um, unpacking since we moved into our home. Mm-hmm. So it got cold this last week. You know, suddenly the high is 70 instead of 85. This is, like, prime baking weather. This is fine. Um, and I'm fucking stuck at home doing nothing because I got COVID. So I made sourdough twice this week mm. and made Madeline's one time. And made banana bread out of some old bananas that I had. And let me say, COVID baking, I mean, I'm really fortunate. I'm, like, the most fortunate person. I got COVID, but it was, like, extremely mild. I didn't lose my sense of smell or taste. Um, It felt a little bit, like, it basically felt like the level of, like, I have allergies. Like, that's how I felt this whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very, very lucky. Um, but it was super nice. I like forgot it's been so long since I've made sourdough at home, but I like fed my starter and it was so good. Fucking 10 out of 10 to baking when you're stuck at home. It is like so pleasant. It smells so good. And then especially when it comes out good, because I've made plenty of sourdough that's come out like shit. These came out good. <laughs> that is delighted. awesome. I want to bake more too. You know, it's such a winter, like, or fall, winter cozy mm-hmm. activity. I love it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but dude, banana bread. I fucking love banana bread. 10 out of 10 to banana bread, especially when it's warm. I have actually a very fond memory of baking banana bread with you. I yeah, think I was just going to say. Yes. Yeah. Eating it fucking hot out of the oven and just slathering butter, butter. on your slices of already buttery banana bread. Yeah. Oh my god, the so best. So I didn't want to make streusel topping for it this time, but I do love like a nut streusel topping on it. This time I just put a bunch of sliced almonds on it. It was the only nut I had. I had like slivered almonds and sliced almonds. So I put slivered almonds in the banana bread, a bunch of sliced almonds on top, which was actually mm. like, I forget how nice it is to have sliced almonds because it's like, they're, you know, they're just so thin. So it's like mm-hmm. a very nice texture like the crunch texture you get from sliced almonds is just like a unique nut texture for topping Mm. things that Mm -hmm. I really enjoy and they get all toasty oh man love banana bread also didn't give any to Sylvia um nice I try to limit the amount of sugar that I give her 
I think I've mentioned this before. It's like in part for her health and in part because then I don't have to share it if she doesn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I like barely had to share it. Like I gave some to Steven, but I just like ate most of it by myself when Sylvia would be like playing in the other room. And it was awesome. <laughs> that is great. It sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, should we end there? I feel like it's a good it's a good time to end. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh let's close it up. Bon appetit. <laughs> bon appetit, reviewers. <laughs> are you are you baking? Tell us about what you baked. Did you bake anything during the pandemic? Yeah. I know. How'd it go? How'd it go? What are your reviews of different recipes and such? Have you made the Madelines yet? Oh, that is something that I wanted to say related to us having the Instagram. I would love if anybody tries any of the stuff we've reviewed based off of our review. Like you're interested in it. You hear about it here. You go and try it. Tag us in an Instagram post about us. Let us know how it went. Or you could also email us and then we'll talk about it on the pod. But like, yeah, tag us in your shit. We'll repost yeah. Yeah, totally. totally. I want to know if people are trying stuff. I want to know if everyone has made those New York Times Madelines yet that uh, Emma and I can't stop making. Everyone try them. They're so good. Worth it. Yeah, truly. And I like only I had an orange one day because it calls for orange zest. And then that was the only orange I'd had. So then I did it with lemon zest the next day. Still really fucking good. It would probably be really good with vanilla too. Yeah. Like any flavoring. Oh, I need to bake something today actually. That's what I'm going to do. I know. I'm thinking because it is October. We are in Bon de Muerto season. Hmm. So Steven and I might make that today. If not today, then we'll make some next weekend. I'm very excited. Nice. Love it. All right, my friend, my perfect 10. Oh, I love you. I love you, our Sunday. 10 out of 10 reviewers. Thank you. Happy Sunday to everybody. Um, yeah. yeah, I love you, Franny. Love okay. you. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>